Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Hello and welcome to Headliner Radio, where we're delighted to be joined by New York band Slow Fiction. Um, and there are four of the band on the call today, so um, great to see you all. Uh, could you each just uh, kind of uh, introduce yourselves and let us know who you are and, uh, and what you do in the band, please? Yeah, sure. Um, hi, I'm Julia and I am the singer. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I'm, uh, I'm Paul and I play guitar. Cool. Yeah, Joe, um, I also play the guitar. I'm Ryan, I play bass. Amazing. Well, th- thank you all for, uh, for, for managing to get onto the call. I um, really appreciate it and looking forward to, uh, to having a chat with you all. Um, now, your self-titled debut EP... Uh, will be released, I believe, on the 16th of February. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Amazing. So can you just kind of give us a little bit of a overview as to uh, as to how this EP came together, how long you've been working on it, where it was made, um, and, uh, yeah, what, what, what listeners can expect? Um, so basically we recorded our live tracking in Studio G in Brooklyn, And then we took the live track and the stems and we like um, Ryan and Joe and Paul and Akiva, they did a lot of cool stuff in their, um, their apartment in Brooklyn. And they ended up like taking apart a lot of the songs and then recording a lot of noise and stuff like that. Um, They can speak more on that, I think. But um, yeah, we did live tracking in studio G and then we worked on stuff in like a lot of other formats because all of us couldn't be together all the time. And then we did like vocals and stuff in another studio, um, also in Brooklyn. But uh, Paul, if you want to take it from here, I feel like you know the details of that stuff. Better yeah, than I yeah. Um, I mean, in terms, of, in terms of the songs on the EP, I mean, I would say like about half of them are songs we've had for like almost six months or so that we kind of like started playing live as a band and then kind of transformed them when it became time to record them. Um, and then kind of the other half were more like new songs that kind of came to fruition and like our more recent practices kind of this summer after we kind of slowed down our, slowed down the rate at which we were playing live and kind of started to focus on writing and recording more. So, I mean, it's been like a batch of songs that have been in the works for, for quite some time. But, um, yeah, we we started recording in August. And like Julia said, we kind of just, you know, recorded whenever and wherever we could after we got the initial um, tracking done. So it's been a fun process, but it's super nice to kind of have them all done and ready to be out in the world. Yeah, amazing. I mean, the record was produced by uh, Jonathan Schenker, I believe. Um who has worked with uh, the likes of the drums, Parquet Court, Snail Mail. Uh, how did uh, how did he come on board uh, with this EP, and what was it like working with him? So he he actually was was um, in charge of the mixing mixing mastering. Okay, just like the last step in recording. Um, but he came about through um, a mutual connection that we had with a band that he worked with before, um, and we kind of reached out to him, and he was he was interested, and he seemed excited to work with us. And that was a huge, uh, it was pretty exciting because we're like fans of his work, obviously. Yeah. Amazing. He made it to, 
to work with too, because we kind of came with all of these, you know, all, all of these times we'd recorded in a bunch of different places. We did a lot of it just in our basement, you know, just, just from kind of just playing around with as much as we could over, over a couple of months. Um, and he kind of just took that and ran with it. Uh, I think he, he said that he was digging around and found a lot of stems. That, like we didn't really even know were there uh, and just, you know, kind of put them, put them together and really kind of brought it to, brought it to life. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. I mean, can you, can you tell us a little bit about how you all came to, to meet and how the band was formed and, and how you kind of went from, you know, from, from starting out to where you are, to where you are at this point? What was the, was the, the history of the band? Yeah. Um, so Paul and Joe had already been playing together in a practice space in Midtown, um, Manhattan. And I think they wanted to like start playing like shows live and you know start writing more songs and stuff like that and me and paul like you know paul and joe were had been mutual friends for a long time then me and paul were also mutual friends for a long time so it was kind of like that thing it's like kind of setting people up as a band almost and seeing if it would work out um and i like remember meeting them for the first time and you know going to a bar or whatever and just like sitting down talking about like the Beatles. And then, you know, we all like figured out that we could play together because we liked each other, but then it's like, well, how's it going to sound? And then we just like tried out a couple of things and it ended up working really well. So then we said, well, we still need a bassist and a drummer. So we posted an ad on Craigslist. Um, and that's how we met Ryan. Um, and he was amazing. And then we had another drummer originally, but um, he had he he moved, so he's not in the city anymore. So then we met Akiva, our our present drummer now, um, through a friend of a friend, just playing around like shows in the city. So and we're like really fortunate to have him in our group as well. Um, but yeah, it just everything kind of just like fell into place one by one, um, which was a really cool way to meet everyone. Yeah. Cool. I mean, how do you, how did you settle into a groove of, you know, writing and working on music together? Do you, you know, do you kind of regularly, you know, is it a case of just getting together in a room and doing things that way? Or do you kind of work and collaborate on ideas remotely? What's the, what's the creative process like for slave fiction? Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that there's a mix of both. Uh, we spend a lot of time whenever we whenever we rehearse, uh, just kind of playing with ideas. We, we're really open, just kind of letting things flow <clears throat> wherever wherever they will. Sometimes Julia will, will write a song, um, you know, just with some some chords and, and lyrics and bring it to practice, and we'll write from that. Um, but lately, we've also been doing a lot more, uh, just a lot more work, just outside of practice, constructing songs uh, just on our computers and and kind of bringing that to the band to to help flush it out. Um, so a really wide source of, of ideas and, and starting points for songs. And we just kind of take it wherever it goes. Do you have a, I mean, do you, do you have a preference amongst those kind of ways of working? Is there a particular way that you kind of would, would prefer to work if circ- circumstances allow for it? Or is it, um, you know, a matter of just kind of getting together in, in person when you can and doing stuff remotely when you can, is there a, is there a balance that you particularly like to strike or one way that you would like to go particularly if you, if you were able to? I love I feel like, in the same yeah. Way. I was yeah, like a lot of our instincts line up um, yeah. and we're able to like 
I don't know, there's practices where like one song on the EP, the, the one that comes out in January, we kind of wrote in like two practices. And it feels like it just came out, came together like so quickly and like naturally. There wasn't any like um, butting heads or anything about like, you know, sections or anything. So we, we, we gel pretty well when we're all playing together in the same room. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Cool. I mean, I, I was also wondering what, I don't know if you could talk a little bit about some of your influences, you know, kind of collectively as a band, you know, things that may have influenced or helped shape your sound, but also as individuals, you know, if there were, you know, even kind of, you know, going back to, to childhood or kind of when you first started playing and writing music, are there any kind of influences or artists or records that you feel have been particularly crucial in kind of shaping the the, the band that you have, have become today? For sure. That's that's a huge question. <laughs> it I is. I, I appreciate that's a bit of an on the spot one, but um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I yeah, I, I apologize for that. But um, oh no, it's yeah. cool. It's cool. <laughs> well, the, the original, the original, you know, ad that I found and the original oh, yeah. ad for the band, I think, kind of had this concept of being like Big Thief, Alex G, The Strokes, um, Snail Mail, just a, a, yeah. a smattering of of bands, and I don't really know if we, you know. There's like the original aspiration, but I think that it's it's kind of changing as we as we develop more as a band too. I think we're trying to incorporate influences from a lot more, mm. a lot more places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sonic Youth yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, growing up like the Beatles, I think that's. <laughs> I think that I listened to Abbey Road, and I was like. I want to be a musician. And I think that anybody who listens to an album like that is like naturally like, you know, I want to be a musician. So (laughs) I think it's like as simple as that, you know, I like, did did you, sorry, no, 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 you go ahead. Sorry. I cut you off. Um, no, I was just even thinking about, I was telling a story to my friends the other day and I was like, you know, on my mom's iPod growing up that we shared, we had like, there's like 11 songs on it starting off. And I remember like going to sleep, listening to like Mazzy Star or something like that. And just being influenced a lot by what the people who were showing me music were downloading mm. onto a device or like playing around the house. So I think that's, you know, and they had good taste. So it's nice. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I feel like the first song we ever played as a band was a Mazzy Star cover, right? Just to like yeah. kind of play and then like mm-hmm. figure some stuff out. Good place yeah. to start, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, did um on the Beatles? Did you um did you all see the the Get Back documentary? Yeah, so yeah. good. What did you think? I loved it. I loved uh, seeing the bright songs. It's like something you've never seen before to see them like come yeah. up with a song from nothing. Yeah, is it? Yeah, it, it was is incredible. I always find it interesting speaking to bands and, and artists, you know, to kind of get their take on on how they found watching it because I think it was such a. On the one hand, it's kind of amazing to see these brilliant songs kind of coming to life before your eyes, but I thought it was so important that they made that 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 it was made to the length that it was made at because it was kind of a leveler as well. It did show you that they they weren't these four wizards that would just turn up and go, bang, there's a hit, bang, there's a hit. It was like they would sit there chugging away for, for you know, hours just with the same yeah. chorus or the same verse until they got to that point. And I think that was something that, while not every band can obviously relate to writing songs like the Beatles, they can relate to that process of, of, of creativity in the studio. I thought it was such a, yeah, 
Yeah, Such I love that things. they didn't make it look easy, exactly like you said. Yeah, because it's not even yeah. for them. It's not. It makes me feel better sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but you exactly. you watch some music biopics and it's like they wake up, they sit at the piano, and then they write. You know, like God only knows in the in the Beach Boys. <laughs> like, no yeah. hope for us, I guess. It's <laughs> true. I think I always like am praying that one of those moments just like happens one day and somebody's just around to record it. It's like, just like, Oh, I just woke up from a dream and I'm going to record the best song you've ever heard. And somebody also has a camera with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. It was a, that was a fantastic documentary. Um, I kind I of, more, all the albums. Yeah. I, I thought the exact same thing. <laughs> I, I, if, if they could do one of those for each of the Beatles records, oh I'd, I'd gladly yeah. sit there and watch all of them. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it's one of those, even if you're not, you know, even for people that aren't necessarily that into the Beatles, I feel like if you're in a band or you're an artist, you, you will take something away from watching that. It was, it was so fascinating to, to get that look at how they worked. Um, but yeah. Um, I, I also wanted to ask you about the kind of, if there is such a thing as a, at the moment as a, as like a, a scene happening in Brooklyn or New York. I always think, you know, when, when talking about indie rock, bands it's hard to uh not look at the kind of early noughties you know boom that came out of new york with the strokes and interpol and yeah 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 and all those great bands and it was interesting you know from this side of the pond you know looking from the uk that felt like a really it was a really interesting time and, and arguably one of the last times that there was like a scene if you like you know in inverted commas i feel like since then with how things have changed with streaming and stuff like that it's the idea of a scene being able to break out through word of mouth and things. I'd, I'd, I'm curious to know how much something like that still exists. So I was wondering how you feel about the music scene and if you feel like there's a, a kind of community of bands or artists that you're a part of at the moment or whether that's something that's, you know, perhaps perhaps doesn't really happen so much anymore. I just wondered, you know, what your thoughts were on that. Um, yeah, I think, I think absolutely 100% there is. Um, I, I mean, everyone recently especially has been saying that we feel like community, post-COVID community has really come back to the music world, especially in in the city and in Brooklyn. Um, there's just like so many new bands that cropped up and who have been working for the past few years. And it's like, everyone coming out of the pandemic i think just like had this like sense of urgency to be heard and you know as even like us for example we came out of the pandemic started the band you know when everything was starting to open up again and we had no resources other than like doing it ourselves and the community around us you know, we were fortunate enough to meet a couple of musicians right around the time when we started playing that would say, come to my show. It's at Berlin. Come to my show. It's at Mercury Lounge. And that's how we started figuring out, like, this is a cool venue to play at or these are cool bands to play with. So that's how we started getting on bills is then we would just shoot out emails to the bookers at all the venues and basically be like, oh, we've played shows before, book us for a show. Um, so I think the community aspect in New York was one of the most crucial parts of us, like, 
even making our way a little bit and making any headway as a band if we didn't have the community surrounding us and all of these like amazing people to work with and to help us then like you know there's i think people think of there's two ways to get ahead it's either you work just with yourself and just for yourself and you you're, you're selfish or you know you try and work with everyone who's around you and i feel like that second way is the way that we go about things and you know it's only ever proved to be helpful yeah cool i mean you know that that just looking back again at that that kind of indie rock boom at the, at the start of the 2000s is there like any sense of a i don't know a backlash is the wrong word but like a hangover or some kind from that scene so, you know sometimes you find that when you have a scene that's as high profile and as global as that was there can almost be a little bit of a reaction against that amongst the next generation like, we don't want to do that we don't want to kind of be part of that thing again because it's kind of you know that's that's done do you do you have any kind of thoughts or feelings about that those bands and, and that scene at the time are you particularly into any of them do you feel like inspired by that or is it something that you feel a little bit like no we need to kind of separate ourselves from what, what went before i'm just curious what your thoughts were on on that whole movement and and the bands that came came from it and, and the ones that are still around because there's still some making great music as well but yeah I, I feel like we're all absolutely inspired by that you know yeah. era of bands um it is like very tough to escape the comp um being compared to like the strokes of the AAS, like if you're in New York and you have a guitar or two in your band, yeah, it's like it feels like it, it's easy to like reach for that comparison. Yeah. Um. So while it's super flattering because you know we're we're fans, but like we do want to escape and and be able to like create our own like product that that we want it to be compared to things, but we also want it to be like totally new and like urgent and now and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, are there any other you know bands or or artists at the moment? in amongst that community that you spoke of that you feel are doing, you know, particularly interesting stuff that you, that you're all fans of and, you know, that you might be playing shows with or anything like that. Just wondering, yeah, if, if, if there's anyone there that you, you would want to name check. Yeah, Paul. Um, I mean, yeah, like there are, there are tons of bands. Um, I mean, we, we did a tour um, in the spring that we booked ourselves with like our, some of our best friends in this band, formerly known as girl skin now known as Sid Simons. Um, but I mean, in terms of bands in New York city and in Brooklyn, there are tons. I mean, we have a show coming up with these two bands um, called OMAT and trophy wife who are both making awesome music. Um, uh, there are tons and Ben Stiller we're all big fans of they're making great music um out of Brooklyn um a bunch anybody <laughs> else want to name drop <laughs> yeah I was I was gonna bring up the the two bands that we're playing um we're playing the show with um they both uh yeah Trophy Wife just put out a really amazing uh ep it's like one of the most beautiful things i've heard recently so that's like my try to tell people to go listen to something you know new and a little bit fresh different um definitely different than the kind of sound we have when i heard it i was like well that's really inspirational um yeah that would be my recommendation and uh i guess like the best thing you can do is like 
start with a band from like the, the New York community that you do know and you like, and then all you really have to do is like, look like what other artists uh, are they similar to? Do fans also listen to, because there's bound to be like 10 more artists that you maybe haven't heard of yet. Um, but they make amazing music and, you know, everyone is just like, you know, you can just feel the effort from everyone. Everyone is trying, you know, and everyone's so passionate about what they're doing. So, you know, honestly, most people around here are pretty, like, it's pretty inspirational. Yeah. Cool. So what's coming next for you in terms of live shows, you know, the new EP out in the new year, do you have a tour or a line of shows, uh, set to announce uh, at any point soon, or is that something you'll be looking at in the new year? Um, yeah. I mean, you know, in the near future, we have a, we have an EP release show that we've planned um, for mid February. And that'll be, that'll be in Brooklyn. Um, February 16th. February 16th. Yeah. And just kind of like celebrating that release. Um, past that, no, plans set in stone obviously we'd love to kind of get on the road and, and tour this release and, and and play you know to as many people that we can and kind of get the music out there um but that's all to be determined um yeah, yeah. but definitely hopes in that regard yeah i feel like that's something we'll start to think of in in january is that Paul? When did we book the the tour last year? And when did that start to go down? January? Yeah, I mean, last year we kind of just had this idea um, to do like a little tour ourselves and 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 just like have our first taste of what it's like being on the road. So we booked that, I think, like at the end of kind of around this time, and maybe like in January and February to get on the road in March. And it was all very do it yourself kind of small venues. Um, uh, and it was super fun. Um, so, you know, we'd like to have our next kind of trip be maybe something a little more planned out and, and organized, but at the same time, it was still great. So, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you all so much for, uh, for coming on and doing this. Really appreciate it. It's been great, great speaking to you and, um, you know, I do wish you all the best with the the release in the new year and, and hopefully getting on the road as well. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much, guys. It's been great. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks so thank much for having us. Thanks so much for talking with us. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks very much. See you later. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.